folks, Kelly here with something old, new, borrowed, and true. Today is the budget. We may be tackling this with every episode. It comes up. So we have come about this episode from a few different aspects because we have had so many conversations. We just decided to start recording some of them, trying to brainstorm how to approach this because it is such a loaded difficult situation so we feel like I'm always telling people you know I think it's really hard because everything you see online everything you read about everything that you know they talk about your budget what is your budget what is your budget well how do you know what your budget is if you've never planned a wedding that's the that is the hard part and then how much time can one spend when they start looking at places so the first cost you're going to see is probably churches and venues and then you've got sticker shock there and then girls want to start trying on gowns pretty quick and then you're calling shops to find out what the average cost is in the price range and this and that and then they're looking at pictures and they have no idea what those pictures cost by the way side note pro tip nine times out of ten you can take that picture in and try on that exact dress and you will not end up in that exact dress It's just a fact. I do know this because my beginning days were in a wedding shop and nine times out of 10, when a girl came in with a picture in her hands, she would try that dress on. However, that's a place to start. So it's good to have pictures and it's a good good thing to have a place to start with everything. So tackling the budget. Some people would say, well, I've kind of treated it like a college education. Well, I've been tucking away XYZ. I have two daughters, one son, and I'm going to give this many thousands of dollars to each wedding. That's a fine dandy thought. (laughs) It doesn't really work for me because it's just kind of like packaging a a bride and, you know, wedding planning packaging. I think it's really, really hard. I think full service wedding planning is from, in my experience is a little bit easier because I have a real hard time packaging a bride. Every bride is a different pretty little package. She's a pretty little package of her pretty little self, and she deserves to be treated as such. So, and I don't want to give anybody a hand slap and a demerit if they want to ask me to do something that is outside the package that they picked. That's just my little, but sometimes it's appropriate. So, not to say that it's not sometimes appropriate. So, the budget can, I think, we kind of, I've always been, once I'm into the process of working with families, you kind of, I think sometimes people who are spending the money can relay it best to say it's sort of like a construction project. Let's just say you're doing your bathroom and kitchen. You may have in mind what you think you're going to spend, and that's great. And you get in touch with contractors, and then you figure out what it might be. And then you think, okay, well, this is going to be my budget. And so now you've put your budget together. And then as you go down your little path, now I'm going to treat it like this was my thing. I just did sheetrock in my basement and put up some crown mold and have this cool exposed ceiling. And he's putting up the crown mold. And he he tells me, first of all, it was, were you going to have crown mold? No, I was not. And then it was, (laughs) do you want just a basic kind of crown mold? And then the answer is, no, I do not. It's because I want something bigger and chunkier and it looks so pretty and I love it. And maybe in my kitchen, I didn't want to have Formica. Nothing wrong with Formica. I don't even know if they sell it anymore. 
then you decide, so it's us. It's me, Taylor Swift, we love you. It's me, I. I'm the problem, it's me, the client, the planned person, the bride, the people. The dad will say, you know what, I want the killer band, and but this is your budget, and I'm going to put you right here in your budget, and then, but hey, by the way, I'm going to take $6,000, that's not what every band costs, but I want $6,000 of that budget to go to the band. And the girl is saying, well, maybe I only want a DJ. Or maybe my brother can DJ for me because it's not in my budget. So budgets are a sticky wicket and we're going to try to help navigate through it. Sometimes you get some nice collaboration. Carrie has asked, do families, does the groom side or, you know, do, do all parties decide to start contributing? In lovely La La Land of Fantasy World, yeah, that'd be great. I think a lot of times it just depends on the financial capabilities and that's also difficult and awkward because if you have just met your lovely daughter's soon-to-be husband and you've just or just met his parents and you know very little about them it's just really hard you don't know backstories you don't know who's paying for college or who had this or that so it's just very hard sometimes I'll have the groom's family decide to help pay for maybe they'll pay for the band maybe they'll pay for the booze and we're going to head into my case in point of a really great example of a dad, two weddings real close together. And we're just going to go at this podcast. We want everybody to breathe. And here's what I want to say. I'm saying it all the time, no matter what. And I don't care if this is about rainbows and unicorns. You cannot put a price on peace of mind, period. Peace of mind is priceless. So whatever that means, and that can be applied in so many things in so many ways. So many things in so many ways. And I want to also add that everything is going to be okay. And you guys are going to have a really beautiful and wonderful wedding, no matter what. Sometimes you have joint collaboration. We have good examples. I had a year of the sisters and I this was a really good exercise and I'm, I'm going to go ahead and cite the <laughs> occupation of the Amanda and I had two sisters and they got married. I had them, um, seven weeks apart, six weeks or seven weeks apart. Sisters married six weeks apart. That's in the, in that year I had three sets of sisters that got married within less than two months of each other. Oh my God. <laughs> she She's jaw dropped. Sister one was the younger sister of the two and cared less about all of the fancy fun things. And so her sister, older sister was so her champion and helping her plan and this and that. And then sister two, older sister got engaged at New Year's. And I love this because as the family was sending out the New Year's car, they were going to say, sister one getting married in, you know, 1994, sister two getting married in 1995. And sister two said, what? I'm not waiting until 1995, and therefore we got two weddings. But Sister One's groom was play, paying for the bar. It was never, we didn't ever ask Sister Two about it. I mean, it was just, that was what they wanted to do, private family arrangements. So it was a glorious thing. Anyway, it is very difficult for those parents or for dad, who was an accountant, ironically enough, to look at those two, you know, he gets the final bill after the first wedding. He's heading into wedding number two. But now I don't know if that bill automatically went to groom's family for him to pay. I don't know if he even saw it to know what was coming for 
sister number two, wedding number two. Oh, I see. Where he, like, you know, I don't know know how to budget to to plan for it. Taxes, services. So that's actually something that it just occurred to me because this is not my world. So, you know, I'm not, well, it's not my world, but in your budget, when you're thinking of your venue and your food, you're also, you're probably not thinking you need to tip all your servers, right? But that's going to be a huge, or is that built into your, or would you do it on top if you, if you can, do you know what I mean? Like, is that built into the, the fees? So most places don't accept grit, like outright gr- gratuity. It's such a big, large scale. It's, you know, a hotel will have tax service gratuity all in a, in a percentage. And so will the country clubs, you, you do not tip in a hotel. You do not tip in a country club. You do not tip caterers. Some places have downtown city taxes and some places have a, and these in fairness to everybody in the world, in the sad, sorry person at the venue that has to deliver that information and the sad, sorry bride that would never have known to ask it. It does feel like a surprise. And the person at the venue may think, well, of course it's there. All right, we're going to pivot to our something old, something new. We new is going to be an open mind of kindness and loveliness. We all know that this is joyful. Let's all try to be mindful of sighing and huffing and puffing and knowing that certain things are a more special priority to some people than certain other things. And at the end of the day, we are looking at Steve Martin beaming from ear to ear and as happy as he's ever been to have Honk and Frank in a tent and swans. <laughs> if we can borrow it, we will. It, it's all just random little things. And it's also just creative. I mean, I have a lot of moms in the world who are like, oh, I had a graduation party with my sister and my other sister and I got China for 42. You know, a lot of people are doing a charger at the head table for 24 guests and you could have just a special charger at the table, borrow it. If we can borrow table numbers, that would be great if that fit with your, if we can say, hey guys, are you going to have floral um, at the, at the rehearsal dinner? Because we could sure use those on our high boys if they're still looking good or at our brunch on Sunday for afterwards. Hey, let's talk about borrowing a great idea here. Can we share the brunch expenses? Let's have rehearsal dinner be groomy. Let's have wedding be bridey. And let's have brunch on the Sunday be both. Let's do that. I just thought of that. I just came up with that in my own brain. That's just brilliant. Uh, The true... (laughs) writing new, new rules. I think um, the truth of the matter is you are likely, we are likely going to spend more than we thought we did. The truth of the matter than we had planned. But the truth of the matter is, I think everybody knows that. I would so. And, and so I think that being said that it, people are trying to think conservatively on the onset. And I think that, I mean, I can say it and it be the most special thing out of my mouth. This is their one day. And then some people would say, this is just one day with just a different tone, but this is their one day. This is just one day. No, I think that's a great point. Kelly, I think it's great though, that a planner, when do you bring up all of those things? Because I think a lot of there's so much joy. There's so much energy. There's so much anxiety. There's so much information on the internet. So I think it is important to just say also, as you look at your year ahead, think about all of these fun things. Cause I guarantee you mom may not have thought, Oh my gosh, my rehearsal dinner dress. I guarantee you that dad might've not thought about the fact that his good suit from his closet doesn't fit him anymore to the good or the bad. 
right? Could have had a fabulous workout, could have had a little too much cake. You know, I think their eyes go, oh man, there is a lot of stuff I'm going to need to be doing. Oh my. And the sooner you're just, hey, it doesn't need to be in this budget. I just wanted to bring this to your attention because also you never know when you're on a good trip or a bachelorette party and there's a cute, cute thrift store and there's a thing in the window and that is perfection. I think also is the, the more you have this strong conversation up front and it's painful, Numbers, finances, money, it's painful. It's rough. It stinks. You don't know what it costs. You're either shocked to the good, shocked to the bad. It's just the truth. You never know because you just don't do this a lot, right? No one's a professional wedding-er. Like, let's hope you're not, right? And so this is the first time you're going to be doing this, even if you've had siblings or relatives. It's just the first one for, or most oftentimes, we're talking about the first occasions. And so good to think about this, have the big conversation all up front. And then you're like, oh yeah, I could keep my eye out for a dress that I could use on the, at a bridal luncheon the, that could double as a shower dress. Cause I'm traveling to his family. And so my bridal luncheon with my bridesmaids on the day of double duty, found it in a thrift store, high five to me and to the good. So I think the more you lay it out at the beginning, all the things to be considering, and you're just transparent about them, the more you could go through the process with open eyes and confidently kind of knowing which envelope is which and which envelope you're taking money from and not be stuck at the end with what I'm going to call buyer's remorse. I think that's why we're talking about this now is we want you to have the beautiful encapsulated experience and not ever think to myself, oh my gosh, what just happened? Or, oh no, the bill came afterwards for the bar and I'm not prepared. So I think that's why these conversations, as challenging as they are, it's better to have them a year before than it is to have them four days after. And that's what we're trying to share. And creative solutions, you know, like like you say, look for creative solutions. There's no... Yes, there's a yes and a no, but there's always some gray middle area there where you can make something work to, to like you say, get your charger picture or, or whatever it might be. So I think that oftentimes it is hard when you have a number in mind and you go into a space and you approach someone and that is your number. Um, but I think it is hard when you really try to play what I'm going to call hardball rather than solution seeking. Um, so when you say hardball is, well, we're not going to use you or we don't need to do this or, well, we're going to tell everybody that if you don't do this and this, this and that, and I'm talking, these are to your, your talent of the day, whether it's the band or the floral or the photographer or the food. At some point, if you have a number and you walk into a place and you have this hardball mentality, I don't think it's actually going to bode well for you in the end because they're probably, honestly, pretty, in most places, most big cities, there's a striation of vendors. There's top, top, top. There's middle, middle, middle. There's bottom, bottom, bottom. They're all going to be great, right? You need to find your fit in the striation and stay there rather than trying to treat someone poorly because ultimately 
that vendor is going to show up on your day. And if it has been horrible working with a person in your family, it's going to resonate all over their face. It's going to resonate all over their energy. And they're honestly going to do the best they can with the price they've said they're going to do it at. Because if they start giving discounts out, I mean, to Susan and Sally, and they forget to do it for Fred, and then then Fred goes on the internet, and then Fred's mad, it's worse. So most of your vendors they're not going to be able to play hardball math with you. Like, give it to me or else, you know, because the answer is, I'm sorry, it's, I can't do it. And so instead, I think you need to approach the truthful conversations with, we love your work. This is what our dream is. Can you, like Kelly, you mentioned chargers. Oh my gosh, chargers are my dream. Well, you can get one photo of the head table that that's your memory and that's your dream. And nobody else has a charger. So instead of renting 250, you rented 12 because you said, I have a dream. You said, I have a number. And your talented vendor team taught you how to meet it in the middle rather than you give me those chargers for free. Otherwise, I'm going to walk out the door. The answer might be walk out the door because the vendor can't do anything about it. So I think this is a really, it's not like a house. It's not like a car. It it really isn't because these people then all come together and they do this every weekend and they can't really treat people that differently because otherwise they're going to get stuck always giving away the farm. So I just think the truth about this is if, if you have someone in mind and they are reputable in the industry you gotta if their posts if their prices are posted on the website, darn tootin', that's it. There's not a lot in there. You can maybe say, "Oh, I don't want this photo album. Can you do this instead?" Sure. Well, that's a conversation, and you're going to come to a meeting of the minds. But you're not playing this game of moneyball hardball. Um, and I just think that's it's really hard being in a vendor's shoes when this is happening because then you're supposed to turn around and smile and be joyful. This is your one day. And if all the stuff leading up to it is icky, the cake doesn't taste as good no matter how hard they try to bake it. So I just think, you know, and that's doing their diet. So that's my thing about just treating people and knowing where you're at and just being truthful and honest and trying to find beautiful opportunities to exist within a budget rather than like forcing your budget. I think we kind of come full circle. I mean, there's and trimming at the end is is something we can do. I like to put it out there. You know, when we go see the florist, bring on your pictures from Pinterest. That's fine. That's great. And that's where the talent comes in. And that's where it's the uniquely you. That's where it's never been done before. It's your vendors, your performers, your people who do this. They want to do the different. They want a cool idea. They want a challenge. You know, they, they want to live in the creative sphere because that's the industry that they're in. So give them a give them a challenge. And then sometimes we have to say, hey, we don't like this and this and this and what we don't like drives us to what we do like. I like a big giant wish list of all the good things. And then when I have a estimate from whatever, and I know that I don't need gold place settings because every single fork, knife, spoon is going to be one buck. And that adds four or five bucks a plate because I wanted gold. That's not necessary. Necessary or essential or do I want something else more? And the answer is likely, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate everyone's thought. I also want to say that I don't think it's a smart idea. And I'm going to, this is my final thought is that your budget is not anybody else's business. 
And so while it's a lot of, you know, question and answer on a golf course or at a table of bridge or at a happy hour with friends and everything else, I think we can try to find a canned response to, well, you know, we're having a great time planning this wedding. We're going to see what we can do. You can be fun and cute about it, but I would never get into those details and I would never share full estimates of anything. And and part of that is going to also forward to perhaps somebody is going to give you something perk, a bonus, a what, bride's bouquet for, I don't know, maybe somebody's owes you something for something and, and you want to keep that relationship good. And so if you reveal all of your secrets with all of your really good vendors or you got some special deal, that's just it's not just a matter of numbers, it's personal business. And so I think that goes without saying, but I think a lot of families or dads that are freaking out will ask the wife to, are you kidding me? And they want something to defend and they want backup that yes, it did cost this. And they find it hard to believe because cute Mr. Jones down the way didn't freak out to all of his friends on the golf course because he just smiled because his daughter was happy and getting married. All right. I think that's a perfect way to end the thoughts of the day. But don't forget the good, the bad, and the ugly. I do not tell this question in advance, and I'm so excited to see the reactions and hear the reactions. All right. Ready? It comes to a budget, but my question deals with money. Good, bad, or ugly, instead of a registry, they ask for money. Just straight cash, not like to apply towards something, like where you know what it is. <laughs> See? Well, there you go. Is it is it is it click here to support our honeymoon? Is it click here to support our first house? Or is it click here, you know, with some cute sort of rhyming time that says we're we're old and borrowed, we don't need new China. Or, and we hate the color blue, so give us money thanks to you. And then you just click, is it good? Is it bad? Is it ugly? Or is it fine? Because, hey, and then they don't have to go on the honeymoon. They don't have to buy the house. They could pay back uh, college debt. We don't know. But anyway, there you go. There it is. <laughs> Wedding etiquette. I, yes. Go for it, Kelly. The book. I have come a bit. I, I, um, I was appalled when this first came to fruition. I was. I was appalled. And I want you to know I'm coming from a, I did not have copious funds for my own wedding. So I probably would have appreciated that it was acceptable back in the day. But I, I but, but it has, despite my um, being appalled, I do. So I, I, to my knowledge and I, you know, because I'm the planner and I'm not always on these sites, but I think you can click to, to contribute to specific things. I think it's, how is it done? I think it's, I mean, I just think it is, I guess where I would, me personally, I would rather put $300 of cash in an envelope and walk into my wedding and give the money rather than do it on the website. Are people going to is this the trend? Is this what society is doing right now? Yeah, it, they are. And, and I, I actually, I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to give a thumb down. I think it's an ugly, I think, what do I want to say to you? I go back to the old school. There's nothing better in this life than a, than a handwritten note of thanks. And th it's a different subject altogether. I mean, it is what it is. And I think that there is, I don't know. I mean, part of that, it goes to 
okay, well, I think I want to give, you know, 50 bucks to their honeymoon. Well, you know, I just don't want somebody saying, oh, what the hell can I get on my honeymoon for 50 bucks? I don't know. I, I mean, or am I being stupid by even thinking that? Or what the hell? I, I mean, it's a good question, right? It's a good question. Oh, I mean, that's what I'm saying. What the, what the heck can I get for $50 on my honeymoon? Can depends on where. So then there's the next thing. Well, if I wanted a spa service or, you know, I can't even get a freaking facial for $50. What the hell is that? I wanted a towel instead. Give me my fucking <gasps> bath towel. I'm sorry. <laughs> minutes in and we made it carrie i'm cutting kelly off carrie your turn i gotta know your i'm kind of torn on this i i'm with kelly a little bit in the sense that i think asking for straight cash just it does i'm gonna use the word vulgar i think that might be a little extreme but it does rub me a little the wrong way that being said i was thinking of this today because my mom's birthday is coming up and she's asking for presents that I would, I, I, I personally hate spending the money on them, but she wants them and that's what she wants. So this is kind of in that same vein. If they want money to put down for a honeymoon, or if they want money for, to pay off loans or money to pay off the wedding or whatever it is, they've obviously come together and decided they want that. And so I was going to spend X amount anyway, whether it's towels, whether it's a blender, whether it's place setting, you know, whatever it might be, I'm still going to give that same amount of my dollar. And I guess it's the same thing as I guess it's kind of the same thing as saying I want this towel or I want hundred dollars or whatever to go towards, towards my, my honeymoon. So I prefer to look at a registry and pick something that I like and think, oh, they're going to use that. I know from years of experience, you don't use half of that stuff. You use these things, you know, and I like give that gift. But at the same time, if that's what they want, that's what they want. I know I'm going to spend the money anyway, so they may as well get what they want. Yeah. You going to question poser? You got a position (laughs) over here? I don't know if it's, I don't know which category of good or bad or ugly it falls into. I do know that I think that the internet has made it more palatable because if you read on the most fancy piece of paper in your life, no gifts, just bring cash, you would jaw drop, you know, back to let's say that's actually vulgar. But now, um, you know, that was, I'm like, yeah, it kind of is. It rubs you the wrong way. It feels all icky sticky, even though you were ready to buy the gift anyway. Um, so I feel like the internet has made it much more palatable to do that. And there's a lot of tools. And I think that does maybe take the handwritten card away from it. But I think it's also nice to just still bring a card to the wedding. And so there's still maybe that crowd that would still also bring the card in just giving the wish of a card and then still give online. But I do think the internet's made it possible. I think if that's really where you're at, at your phase in life, and I think if you still write thank yous for all of the support, you don't, I wouldn't go as far as Kelly said, if you're, so if you're the beautiful couple and you have gotten your wishes for cash and it's done online or in a card or whatnot, then I think you don't need to write back. Thank you so much for the $25.47 $25.47 online. Thank you so much for your contribution to our wedding or, or to our honeymoon. So don't like, thank you so much for the blender. We'll make many drinks and think of you. I think that's what Carrie was getting at. So this is, look, see how this is coming full circle. So that is true. I think as a giver, 
you might want to be going to their house in the future and seeing your crystal duck on the shelf. I always think of you when I wash these napkins. So I think that there's an element of being present in the couple's lives that maybe the giver is feeling remiss about. I think that in this day and age, especially as we just finished talking about the expensive things, I think the couple should do what's right for them um, and that the internet has made it possible. But I think the biggest thing I'm going to say is if you are that couple getting your wish of money, do not forget that thanks is also the same as important as getting that physical gift as well. So make sure you do your thank yous and then it will be beautiful. That's my thing. The most important thing is still the thanks. My stationer has said to me, do you think it's okay when people send the invitation or send the, give the contribution or whatever. She's asked me, my stationer asked me the question. So is it okay for them to text or email their thank you? No, no, God, no. no. I so mean, that no. I, yeah, baby. Touched no. down. Uh, agreed. But does the, does the you know about this? That if I got a text, thank you. I would, I don't even know. I'd write that person off. That would be it. <laughs> Well, hopefully this podcast reaches the ears of you have to be, yeah. I think an attitude of gratitude needs to be shown and you need to take the time and a text message does not give the honor of the time. And I think it's supposed to be a little bit painstaking. It's supposed to be, <laughs> you're supposed to intentionally put pen to paper and think about it and give that gratitude, especially if it is money and you're not going to see the crystal duck. You need to still encapsulate that moment of gratitude. And a text doesn't do that because a text blends with all the other things and all the other emojis. And I know which emoji you girls just thought of because we always talk about the P-O-O-P. Anyway, so if, if you can text and emoji it, it does not get the same amount of intentional commitment and so that's why I think no. Also, don't y'all just want to have it in your phone and know in <laughs> Kelly's phone, does it say like, you know, Samantha, stationer. Don't we all just want a stationer in our phone? Yes. I just think yes. <laughs> to text her. So do you text her stationer? Miss Susie. Tell her Miss Susie that we should handwrite Miss Susie. Oh, I will. It was a resounding trifecta of what? And we will end this there. This was beautiful. 